friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. So today on the show, I'm so excited to welcome Jill Martin. She and her husband, Sean, live in Texas and their parents to 13 kids. 11 of them live in their home and two of them live with Jesus. Their family has been built through birth and adoption and includes children with special needs. So as their family has grown, Jill has created this, goodness, Jill, I'm, I'm struggling for the right word, but like an online community and business called Strong Heart, Strong Women. So we're going to chat with her about that, about how it's grown, and also super fun how she has used her planner to juggle everything that she's got going on and to live intentionally. So welcome to the show, Jill. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. So Jill, I'd love for you to start off by just sharing how Strong Heart, Strong Women came to be. Well, I started almost one year ago. And I just wanted to do fitness groups and nutrition because it's something that I love and is a big part of my free time. And so I thought I could really encourage women that way. And I had a friend who was a fitness coach and she said, oh, you should try it. So I thought, oh, I'll run a group and, and give it a shot. And when I had about 30 women sign up for a group on Facebook and we did a private group for just one month last November. And I told the women right off the bat, after I saw everyone who's coming on and stuff, I said, well, we're going to have a Bible study as part of this because I feel like no matter how many push-ups you do, if your insides aren't right, you know, you're still not going to be happy with your life, right? You know, it doesn't matter yeah. how great you look in your jeans, <laughs> you know, if you're, cause you're, you're missing a piece, right? So we're going to get to that. And so I did it and it went really, really well. And so they, I had a lot of people ask to do it again. Well, then next thing I knew, four or five months later, we get all the way into the new year and I'm running into March and I have done one every single month from November up wow. till March. And every month there was 30 or 40 new women. And every month they kept saying, well, are you just going to have one that's just like community and Bible study or like dealing with life and overcoming hard things? And so... I thought, well, I'll give it a whirl, you know, I'll, so Strong Hearts, Strong Women was my first, I just did a three-week test group, and it was like all the women I'd already known from fitness groups, and I said, well, come, and Mother's Day is around the corner, so bring a friend, it's a free group, and we're just going to talk about all things in life that women struggle with. We'll talk about fitness and nutrition, but we'll also talk about things that are hard as a mom or things that you struggle with on the inside about forgiveness or past hurts or self-image and thinking sometimes part of your life is a mistake and how, how to tackle that. Right. And, and then how to instill that confidence into your children later. Right. So we did it just three weeks and then my daughter, Jamie had a big surgery and that encompassed a lot of our life for a while and a lot of people were connecting with us during that time and one thing people kept saying was I wish strong hearts strong women was still going I wish it wasn't only three weeks can you keep going with it and it felt like it was just the tip of the iceberg we want to connect with you and connect with each other and 
I was so grateful for that, but I had so much on my plate that I was trying to figure out what should I do next, right? And I just kept thinking about it and praying about it. And so July, we just relaunched it back open and said, okay, I'll just take a risk and see what happens. And that's, what's, that's when Strong Hearts Women was really born. And now, oh, last I checked, we're at like 260 members or something like that in our, in our group. And it's just, we, we focus on character qualities and growing stronger in our heart and our mind, our life. And, but we also talk about fitness and nutrition, but it's really a community. So I guess I'm a community leader. Maybe that's a good title. I don't know. I love it. I love it. It's so great. The women are so encouraging in that group and they really genuinely want to grow. And, you know, I think we all do, but it's a place where you can feel like you can be honest about private things or hard things and say, I'm still struggling with this. You know, it's been inside of my head and my heart and no one sees it on the outside, but. I still struggle. And so it's a place where we can do that. And um, I love it. And I can't believe it. I'm just kind of pinching myself really because that wasn't my plan. I didn't have this like business plan or anything like that. I just was trying to open myself to that. And, and it just really birthed out of that. And that's how it grew into strong hearts, strong women. You know, it just used to be some fitness stuff. And, but in January I had set goals, right? Mm-hmm. And one of my goals was encouragement for the whole entire year. And so each time I was making a decision on should I or should I not do something, I thought, well, maybe this is a really great way to be a source of encouragement to other women. And then, of course, what in turn always happens is it encourages you too, right? You know, it's like a two-way street. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just multiplying, you know, I feel like so. Yeah, I love that. And Jill, I know that, kind of that concept of a word of the year or like a a character Mm -hmm. trait of the year that you were uh, working on and focusing on. I know that you also implemented that with your kids. So I would love to hear more or, well, I mean, I know about it, but I would love for everyone listening to just hear more about that because I think it is so neat. Well, we've always set goals. I'm like a big goal setter. And for years we have sat down around Christmas, New Year's break and we kind of set goals. And because, you know, our kids were a little at one time and now I have kids in college and elementary school and also in between. So it kind of morphs, but we set our goals and we put them in different areas. Like we'll have educational goals or we'll have personal goals or things like that. So, and things that they want to work on or things they want to learn. And we just kind of brainstorm and then we will lay them out on the calendar. One year, my daughter wanted to learn how to make bread. You know, she was like 10 and she's like, I want to make homemade bread, like the really fancy restaurant kind, you know? And so I was like, okay. So we got a book and then we plotted it out and we said one recipe each month and we just laid it out on the calendar. Use of a calendar has always been very important to me, which is why I love the Brilliant Life Planner because I love calendars. I love scheduling and plotting things out. So it just was like a match made in heaven. You know, the the Brilliant Life Planner came my way last Christmas and there I was at Christmas, New Year's break, starting to plan and I'm like loving your planning pages in the beginning. And my ultimate favorite is the sunburst page. It's so simple, but it's, it's so perfect, right? Because you just one big dream in the middle. Even though we all had lots of 
big visions for the year to come. And we chose one character quality. So we thought, like I picked encouragement and my one daughter picked kindness and another one picked diligence and so on and so forth. But we use my daughter, Joanna, as an example all the time because she gives us permission to take her picture a hundred times and she doesn't mind being on social media. <laughs> so she's like my guinea pig. But yeah, so we put that in the middle and then every other goal we had, even with a, even if it's like, oh, I want to have people over more. I want to have pizza nights more often or I want to do something big like, can't even think now. Any, any goal for the year, educational, business, personal, spiritual, crafty, it doesn't matter what it is. It would somehow have to connect back and weave into that character quality. So that's how we do it. And when that character quality goes at the center of that sunburst and everything around it has to connect somehow. And so that's what I did. And Mine's so messy right now. It's got like a thousand sunbeams coming out of it. And like, you know, it looks like a massive spider web, but it's all the ways that I can be encouraging over the year. And so I just plotted out each month. Like I want to focus on encouraging friends and being more thoughtful and writing letters to people. And so I literally just scheduled it out on my calendar you know, and things like that. So that's what I love about the planner. And and our children do the same thing, you know, each at their own level, we kind of let them take their own reins with it. Well, we have editing privileges. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have pizza every night. Like, no, that's not really a goal. (laughs) So That's funny. Yeah. yeah. And I I think for your one daughter who had, I I believe it was, you know, kindness in the center spoke. Mm -hmm. She was also working on reading as a goal. Am I getting this right? And so Mm -hmm. she was reading to her siblings or was it one sibling in particular that it started with? Well, it started with one. She has struggles academically actually. And so reading was a big goal for her as well as writing. And frankly, a lot of other academics that I was hoping were going to make it onto that goal sheet. (laughs) And it's just a, it's just not her strong point. And so when she picked kindness as the center thing, I would prompt her with questions like, well, what are some kind things you can do for other people? And she would come up with ideas and me as a parent, knowing that reading was important and writing was important. She decided to pick reading to her one brother because she has a very tender spot in her heart for her one brother. He has a lot of disabilities and he's not very healthy right now. And so he's struggling. Um, We just found out he has a form of brittle bone in addition Mm -hmm. to a lot of other things. Yeah. So he's bound into his bed right now. He has cerebral palsy and a seizure disorder and he's Mm -hmm. also blind. So it's just limiting to his lifestyle right now to have broken bones as well. And so what's been really cool about that challenge is that it is an opportunity, right? The challenge, every challenge is an opportunity. And so that challenge is an opportunity for my daughter. She laid out in her sunburst and saying, I want to read to Jaden. I want to spend time with him and draw him pictures. And so he has a big smile on his face and I want to see him have a happy face again and things like that. And those were her goals, right? And Mm. They were directed toward her brother and it's like a triple win right there as a mom, right? You know, your, your child's yeah. pursuing character, building relationships with their siblings, learning to put others first. And 
And then little did she know, she became a really great reader because <laughs> she reads Love to it. him like every day. So yeah. now she's like this awesome reader. And, you know, and I would go to her, well, he can't see the pictures in the book. So we have to really work on talking and encouraging our voice and putting all this flexion and, you know, and so he understands better. And so her reading skills are fabulous, you know, now because she has such drama. When she reads. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah. So it's been really cool. And, and we, you know, that the Brilliant Life Planner came with the extra pages that you give us that we can print out on our own. And so I had my kids all print out their own copies. Mm-hmm. So they each, uh, my older teenager owns her own Brilliant Life Planner, but the little ones use the printable pages. And so they printed out goal sheets and the sunburst and different things like that, where you have the pages that you can assess, like things I've done well, things I want to work on. And they use those pages to assess not every day we do it once a month we do kind of at the end Mm -hmm. of the month we do a monthly assessment for the little guys okay oh that's amazing (laughs) i love that great and hopefully some someday i want to have a brilliant kids planner that's a you know a little more kid friendly so that's a goal awesome i (laughs) yeah that's a goal. It, you could just do like a mini, yeah. <laughs> like a super mini one, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Easier for them. Maybe some more fun aspects to it as well, for sure. Yeah. Super cool graphic designs. They love all those little like visual planning things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So is your Facebook group, is it still free or do you have an aspect of Strong Heart, Strong Women that you like charge for? Oh, it's a great question. Our Facebook group is a free community. So it's closed so that we don't end up with crazy people in there. Mm -hmm. And because we talk about private things, right? So I want them to feel like they're in a safe place. So I govern that tightly and to make sure that everyone who gets in really wants to be in there. And just like you would any other group, right? And but it is a free group. And the they get a monthly printable. I send them a monthly devotional guide and journaling pages and workbook pages for them to use as much or as little as they want. And those pages are geared around the focus of the month. So in that group, we focus on one character quality a month. Recently, we've done grace for a month and we did Mm -hmm. forgiveness and the women choose, they choose it. So they put in a vote and they said, I said, well, you guys want to learn, talk about. And so when we studied grace, uh, it wasn't long into grace that everyone's like, oh, we need to talk about forgiveness because <laughs> it goes hand in hand, right? Yeah. And when you're trying to extend grace to someone, you know, it's hard. To, usually it's hard because you're having a hard time forgiving them. So we, so on and so forth. But the women have that power in the group to choose. So I send them the pages and the worksheets and stuff like that. And then that governs, that focus also governs what I put on my business page and my Instagram account, which are linked. Um, when you, I put up either my blog posts or social media graphics, quotes, inspirational things, challenges, that is all governed by the content that the women in my strong hearts community have chosen. So, and so that is kind of everywhere, right? So lately, you know, there's been grace and forgiveness stuff all over the place. And then, you know, and then there'll be uh, strength and courage and then it'll be so on and so forth. Right. So that's how it goes and that's how we choose, but it is a free group. Okay. You know, speaking of 
how you time block and just manage your time. I am sure there are so many women listening. I know you said like, obviously you're fitting things in the margins like every mom, but you are a mom with quite a lot of kids and quite a lot of, there are quite a lot of needs going on in your household. So I would love to hear more just about like, what is a typical day if such a thing exists? What does that look like for you and, and how do things get planned out? Well, a typical day does exist in my house because I run a tight ship. I like it that way. <laughs> you know, I only like surprises that I actually plan myself, right? Because <laughs> I'm that person that, you know, really, <laughs> I peeked at all my Christmas presents too. I, I'm just that kind of person. I like to, I like order and I like to know what to expect. I mean, I'm and tidy. I mean, my house is sometimes a hot mess, but it means I'm systematic. So going Being that I have a lot of kids and we homeschool also, I do spend a lot of time at doctor's offices. And being at a doctor's office over and over again at multiple doctors, it has taught me a lot of things. You know, you go to that doctor's office that drives you crazy because you're sitting around forever and then you're in the room and you're sitting forever and you see him for five minutes and you think, what was the point of this experience? I just wasted three hours of my day. And then you get to that one doctor, that which is our orthopedic surgeon. I love him. And his office is like... And amazing. And they're like, oh, can I email you those papers? And then like, boom, they're in my inbox. And I thought that was the fastest paperwork in a medical company I've ever received. And I wait 10 minutes in the waiting room. He spends a half hour of quality time with me because he's not rushed. He knows my kids. We know him. I leave satisfied. Like it's all good on every level. And that has taught me how to schedule my home. I looked at my life. I looked at homeschooling. I looked at managing my children, little ones, big ones. As they grow, we hit different seasons in life. But one thing hasn't changed with each season. I block schedule and I leave buffers because that's what the smart surgeons do. The offices that squish everyone in and overlap everyone for the sake of more patients spend five minutes with you and no one's happy. And you feel like you're lacking quality. But you put up with it because you're like, well, they're the specialist. And I think I don't want to be that guy, right? And I don't want my house to be like that. So we block schedule with natural blocks that occur with life. So like we get up, there's time between waking up and breakfast. That's a block. We have breakfast and then there's like a mid-morning snack when you have little guys, right? So there's a block. Then morning snack to lunch, there's a block. Lunch till the end of the school day. That's a block, right? Afternoon time, evening. There's blocks, all of that just happen naturally in our lives. And what I do is when they're little, I put three things in each block and then I leave a buffer. When they're older, they get about five things in a block. And when they're high school students, they can do their own blocks. (laughs) They can schedule all by themselves. And if they get behind, I say, well, maybe you should either follow my ways or come up with your own system that's going to work for you because getting behind is not an option. So we do that where I have time in there to change diapers and deal with meltdowns or answer the phone or the water blew or I don't know, the toilet clogged, you know, life happens in the middle of it. And then we get to the end of that block and here's what I do. I don't let Anything from that block, go into the next. That's the trick. That's why there's a buffer there, right? Okay. There's a buffer there for a reason. Now, of course, if my pipe blows, there's nothing to do about that. But as far as kids, homeschooling, anything goes, right? I mean, simple. High school is like this, right? If you go to English class and class is over, do you stay later 
and ruin the rest of your day of high school? No, you have to come back tomorrow. And so I do the same exact thing. So the things that occur in my morning block right after breakfast, between breakfast and morning snack, stay in that block. I have a buffer to catch up on, deal with life. I also use that buffer if it's a good day and everything's going smoothly to do social media and business stuff in my Facebook group, or maybe I'm working on images on Canva or on Pinterest or things like that, right? So I do many little tiny tasks in those buffer zones for myself as well if it's a smooth day or I help kids extra or deal with life, change a lot of diapers in that buffer. If it doesn't get finished, it goes to the next day in that same block so that when we start the next block, it's fresh each time. I'm fresh, tasks are fresh, life is fresh, no one's stressed out, tomorrow is always there. So uh, that's how we kind of run the ship. <laughs> I love that, Jill, and that makes so much sense. I. I'm definitely a proponent of, you know what, the work's always going to be there. So like, don't use your to-do list as your permission slip that like, oh, I've got to get everything done on my like yeah. work list before I can go enjoy time with my family. It's like, no, that's not. But I like how like you've broken it down so much further with all these little blocks throughout your day. I, I think that is so smart. Okay. So I'm, I'm super curious. Can you describe for me, like, for example, one of your blocks and maybe what would be some of those tasks that live in that block for you? Sure. Well, we, we have a big family. We have 11 kiddos and currently most of them are home. My two oldest boys are at school, but I have teenage through little kids. So that that affects, you know, our day, right? So we, we live on a farm in the country and we homeschool. So when we wake up, the first thing is, is we have farm chores. So farm chores exist before breakfast. That's actually an early morning farm block. <laughs> and then after that, we have, after breakfast, we have morning schoolwork. And I put the hardest tasks and by, I mean, hardest tasks, the ones that hit my children's weakest points. Okay. So I have children who struggle greatly in certain areas academically. So we do all those things first. I don't leave hard for last. I do hard first. I think it's a mental thing. And I think it teaches my kids to push themselves to hit the hard things first, not put them off to later, no sweeping under the rug, no avoiding, deal with it, get it over with and move on with the day. So we do that in our first block. And that means for my kids that we do spelling and language and language development, vocabulary development. And we do that in our first block. And in that buffer zone, at the end of every block, my buffer zone almost always includes like diaper change, bathroom issues, and med delivery to send my kids because a lot of my kids are on meds for like seizure disorders and things like that. And that happens at the end of each block. So then after morning snack, we have additional reading time and we go into math and writer's workshop and things like that we have lunch and we have a prep time where I have kids that will help prepare lunch and they have assigned different jobs. So everyone has jobs in the house and the job stays the same for the whole school year. So you have on the weekend, we do general cleaning, but on the weekdays, they'll have like some one person's in charge of setting the table every time. And he, that's Sam. And he does that every meal, every day for the whole entire calendar year. Right. And so each person does their job 
right before lunch in that buffer zone and they work on their tasks. Some of them have meal prep jobs, things like that. And then we have lunch together as a family and we do afternoon schoolwork, history, science, singing, art, all the fun stuff that, well, my kids think is fun. And then we had in the afternoon time, we have free play games and outside time and more farm stuff usually. And we have dinner and then we always have family time in the evening. For us, we don't have a TV, so we just play games as a family and hang out. If it's a beautiful night, we'll just go for bike rides in our drive. Since we live in the country, we have a really long driveway, so we'll just spend time out there and playing with animals or riding bikes. And and my day is pretty normal in that sense. You know, I I do the same kind of things as a lot of other moms, right? You know, we, we do homeschooling and games and ride bikes except there's like ducks and cows thrown in there (laughs) and I try not to make things too big right I think it's easy as a mom with kids with special needs to allow their special needs to become a big part of your life Mm -hmm. but I don't want it to be a big part of our life or their life I want them to be them and they happen to also have a disability or a special need right Mm -hmm. so I do that with my scheduling also I just, I just, I don't make a big fuss over diaper changing or delivering seizure meds or all that stuff. It's just part of the day we roll. You know, I pass out vitamins to some kids. I pass out seizure meds to other kids. It's just how it is. <laughs> Nothing fussy or big. And uh, <laughs> so they view it that way too, that it's not an obstacle. It just yeah. is what it is. And then, and so our day rolls that way, just like pretty much everyone else's, you know, And we have fun Friday every week. We look forward to and Fridays. And when we do have movie night, then we watch, we'll like watch a DVD of some kind. And as a family, we eat homemade pizza in the, in the family room and we watch the video together and eat pizza in there and have ice cream for dessert because that's what we do every single Friday religiously. So (laughs) yeah, so that's it. That's most of my week and my day. Wow. Yeah. I, Ooh, it's, it sounds like a whirlwind to me, but I mean, you're right when you have like you're organized in terms of the, the chores mm-hmm. that are their responsibility and the buffer zones that you've given yourself. And I love it. I mean, I think that you're just proof for every mom out there that we're all probably capable of doing more and accomplishing more yeah. in a day than we think we are. <laughs> so we are. We are. And I think if you make too much out of it in your own mind, then it's going to be hard, right? But the mountain in front of you is only as big as you perceive it to be. Hmm. And so I just look at it like a little hill. And so I just looked at my life and said, I'm not going to let this be an obstacle. It's going to be an opportunity. And I try to teach my kids to do the same. And I have a wonderful husband who is the same way. And he's such an encourager of the kids in that, in that way. And so um, we do that. But yeah, when I just had two kids a long time ago, I made different choices, right? I, I could say yes to like soccer and this and that. We don't mm. say yes to any of those things anymore. We, in some ways, actually, we live a much more simplified life than mm. other moms. And because I say no to stuff and I set boundaries now because I have to. And before I had to discipline myself to choose to set boundaries, but now I just, it's survival of the fittest. You know? <laughs> hmm. So Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. So Jill, <laughs> you were awesome at, you know, just hopping on Facebook live and being so genuine and being, like you said, encouraging 
you're living that out. You're purged Thanks. for this year. What tips do you have for other women listening who maybe are struggling with Facebook Live or maybe just can't seem to pull the trigger and make it happen? <laughs> Well, I will tell you the first time I did Facebook live, even though I'm an outgoing person, I was like so nervous. And I think, I think I must've been like flaming red. Cause I was like, my adrenaline was like rushing. I just was like, <laughs> but here's, here's what I've decided. I don't practice. I don't, I don't do trial runs. I don't do any of that because if I were to show up at someone's house and we were going to have pizza together and they were going to ask me a question, I don't like practice my answer. <laughs> I just answer them. Right. And so I sound silly, but I just decided to look at Facebook live the same way. It's a social media. I'm hanging out with people. It just happens to be through a computer, but I, so I don't let technology trip me up. I just treat it like I'm at their house for a barbecue or pizza or something. And I just start talking to them. Now I do, I do go on. I have like a reason I'm going to go on. Right. So sometimes I'm giving them an update in our life or I'm talking about this food or recipe or this issue in faith and overcoming trials and adversity. But I use, I'll have a topic, but the topic's always pertinent. I don't like try to fish up topics. I don't try to create things to talk about. I just talk about what's occurring in my life and in my family or in our group online, you know, in Strong Hearts. And I, I talk about those things. So I'm not having to force myself to figure out content. I just am sharing my life. And so don't practice. Don't make it too big. If you flub up, like who cares? You know, you, you, can, you can always delete it. You know, that's yeah. the beauty of Facebook. You can delete it. But I do, I do go back and watch myself. The first, maybe not anymore. I don't too much, but the first maybe 15 or 20 times I went live, I would go back and watch myself and say, oh goodness, I say, um, like 500 times. <laughs> or, or I say, I just, I just want to say, I just <laughs> was going to say, I think I would just like to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I just was wondering, and I just thought the other day that I just was going to do this. So you you realize what you do that's silly by watching yourself, and then you just try not to do it again. That's it. You know, nothing. I don't let it be overwhelming. I just look. At, it's just a conversation. That's it. You know. Right. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, so Jill, this has been awesome. Like your time management, and it's more than that. It's like life management living a fulfilled life. All of that advice was amazing. Your advice for social media, amazing. Okay. So as we wrap up, I love to ask this question of all the moms I interview. Do you have either, and I, I feel like you probably have a million of these. Do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment that you could share? Oh, a funny or adorable mom moment. That's funny. I think I have a lot of funny moments. I, I have like sarcasm as like a personal character quality in my life. <laughs> I think it's partially stress management too. My husband and I, I, we have that in common. You know, they say opposites attract, but we both are equally as sarcastic. So I would say funny. Oh my goodness. I can't think of one. Uh, <laughs> Funny, actually, I feel like it's like all day long that funny things happen in my life. And 
Oh, I'm like, you stumped me. Isn't that funny? I usually don't get stumped. I would say I have more funny stories about my kids, not necessarily like a mom moment, but one of my, because we do study character qualities so often, one of my most favorite memories of Jacob, my eldest, when he was much younger, and I tell this story all the time to people, is that we were studying leadership and encouragement. And his younger brother, Sam, who has Down syndrome, is a, like a total copycat kid. And just anything the big brother does, Sam, copy, copy, copy. And it's really kind of, actually, it's just really annoying sometimes. <laughs> and as a big brother, I think it was driving him crazy. And mm -hmm. so I had sent him outside to play basketball in the driveway with Sam. And the two of them were out there. And I was tying the shoes on the little girls. And he yells in. He's like, Mom, Mom. And I knew he was going to complain. And I'm like... Jake, you know, <laughs> like give that mom voice. And he's like, and I think this is probably coming from the fact that I'm always like drilling character, character, you know? So maybe I drilled it into him too much this day. And he looks at, he yells off of the drum and he goes, but I'm sick of opportunities for leadership. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just done. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe I need to cut back on the character quality thing. I was like, no, <laughs> no, but I was like, Okay, send salmon. <laughs> I'll deal with them. Poor kid. Yeah, my my kids will go to the. Yeah, I'll I'll be like eighty years old on the front porch, rocking in my chair, and my kids will be like, "Oh, mom, and those character qualities, choices, choices, choices." She's always saying to us. So <laughs> that's um, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. it, it cracks me up, and I can tell his story because he's older now. He's in college, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So this has been so much fun, Jill. Can you tell everyone listening, where's the best place for them to find you online? Well, I spend all my time really on Facebook. So you can find me personally on Facebook just by me or Jill Martin, or you can find my Facebook page, which is Strong Hearts, Strong Women. And that's where we also have our close Facebook group, Strong Hearts, Strong Women, called the same easy to find. And we do, I do everything there. And that's where I connect with people because I just love talking with people. And I find Facebook is the best way to really build relationships and get to know other ladies. And I love it that way. So that's yeah. the place to find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jill. Thank you, Bethann. I really appreciate this opportunity. It's been really encouraging to me just to be here and get to know you a little bit better. Oh, thank you. Before you go, I would love it so much if you would take just a minute to leave Brilliant Business Moms a rating and review. You know, it sounds like a silly thing to ask for, but believe it or not, iTunes really looks at those rating and reviews in terms of where they rank our podcast in search and in different podcast categories. So by simply taking a minute, telling us what you think of the show, it lets other Brilliant Business Moms just like you find our podcast and they get to tune in every week. So you're doing not just us a favor, but you're doing a lot of other fabulous moms just like you a favor too.